You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far, he'll change your oil or fix your flat. And you'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Big Al. Pleasure it is to be here this today. I was going to say this morning, but I'll say today. You can't say this morning. <laughs> no. Hey, you know, I was just thinking, you can hear us all the way to Pennsylvania, Ohio, Windsor, Kingston, up north on the Internet, so there's no reason you shouldn't be listening to Dave's Corner Garage this morning. Anyways, uh, Jim Matthews is joining us from Lease Busters. We have a, some serious stuff to talk about. And on the second part of his interview, we're going to be talking about how to get money from Volkswagen. So if you have a Volkswagen diesel and you haven't heard from the VW guys, uh, I would suggest you tune in, tell your buddy. And uh, at the 10, 18 break, we're going to be talking about how Jim cashed in. I guess that's a good word. Good morning, Jim. Well, we took it back. Yeah. Good morning. How are you? Great. And yourself? <laughs> good. good. And we're going to be talking with Trevor because we, uh, Wash for a Wish is on next week. Uh, where they're raising money for Children's Wish Foundation. And that money all goes to the charity. They take nothing. Exactly. And right. uh, speaking of raising money, we're going to be talking to Phil Down from the yeah. Yorkville Exotic Car Show. Exotic Car Show, seventh year that that's been going on. They raise money for prostate. And it's amazing. For They don't charge to get in. And we're going to, he's going to tell you how much they've raised. It's just an amazing number. And they get 200,000 200, people walking down Bloor Street. Wow. It's just unbelievable. The restaurants are great. The, the, the women look great. It's a good thing they don't let cars on because people Day. wouldn't be paying attention. You know? <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be back with your calls and lots of information right after this break. Okay, we're back, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, one of the topics we do want to talk about is the United States, for the last three years, and in Canada too, has been a boom in moving new cars. I mean, for the last three years, records have been broken every year, and now the S has hit the fan because all this half the stuff is coming back from lease. That's right, and at the end of a lease, the manufacturer, or pardon me, the lessee, the person who's leasing the car, has a choice. They can either take the car back or buy the vehicle for the published buyback. The majority of leasing customers simply return the vehicle and buy a new car. And that's what the OEMs, that's what the manufacturers want them to do. However, when they have too many coming back, mm -hmm. the residual value, which is the projected wholesale value at the end of the lease, is now questioned because used car prices 
is a product of market value. In other words, market pressure actually affects the price and, and creates the price. So what they're finding now is if we have too many vehicles being returned, the price of the used car is going to come down because, again, supply and demand, if there's too much supply, the price comes down and the manufacturers have to eat the difference. So they have to absorb the difference between what they projected that price to be and what the actual market says the used car price now, is. Now, I, I had that problem once with a Crossfire. Uh, it came back at 28000 but the car was only worth seventeen. Correct. So they had insurance. The manufacturers had insurance to make up the difference. Some do, but they own the, the insurance only picks up a certain amount of money. So it would in that particular case, I don't think it would pick up eleven thousand right. dollars. So maybe the insurance that they, they would buy insurance for let's say maybe five or six thousand dollars to help. Then the manufacturer has, and, and most manufacturers, by the way, they actually are self-insured, so they're absorbing the full amount. I understand. Now, there's a positive side to this, though, because every customer that returns that vehicle are now liberated of that particular lease. So guess what they're going to do? Buy a used car. They're going to get another new car. Uh, wouldn't they buy a used car? No, because these are <laughs> leasing customers are typically new car customers okay, yeah. that want to change their car every three to four years. So if they give back a lease at term, they're actually going to be leasing a new car. Now, as I did, I've always do a little bit of asking about the through the dealers, and I asked down the states. There's a resistance now to Canadian cars in the United States. Mm-hmm. There used to be whatever you had as a if it was a truck, they didn't didn't care. Mm-hmm. But if it was a car and it came from Canada, it didn't really have a U.S. history, and there's a resistance to buying those cars. So these used cars are now here on the Canadian market. So used cars are going to be sold cheaper. Won't that affect the new car sales? It might, because what will happen is. When the manufacturers are, are absorbing such losses, now they're going to start questioning the value of the residuals, so the projected value of the car right, yeah. three or four years from now. So they might lower the percentage because all the residual is is a percentage of the MSRP or sticker price of the new car. So what will happen is is if they lower the percentage, the gap between the sale price of the new car and the used car uh, projected residual is going to increase, which will do another thing, which will increase the price of leases, which we don't want to see either. Is there a reason why, is this the reason why we don't see Chinese cars offered as new cars now? Like I, they're, they're sold as Buicks or whatever, but there's no Geely or, or Great Wall of China cars here? I think it's more of a quality issue too. You I mean, so? uh, Sure. Over the last 10 years, I mean, the, the complete market has, has you know, frowned upon certain Chinese goods because of their quality and their and their lack of, you know, real-time quality in, in, in their manufacturing process. We have a leasing question from Bert here. He's talking about excess wear on lease. Yes. Uh, Bert, good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, so your question was excess wear protection on leases. You want to explain that for a minute? Well, uh, the last lease I had, uh, I thought I looked after the car pretty well. It had a little ding and a couple of little scratches on it. And um, when I took it back at the end of the lease, I got uh, uh, told that uh, there was uh, about $1,300, $1,400 worth of damage. Mm. And, uh, you know, it was a little distressing, so I was kind of put off on leasing. Now, Bert, did, did you find this out after you returned the car or prior to you returning the well, car? Well, they, they inspected it. Right. And um, were you told at that point? the inspector told me that, uh, that that's what they were going to charge me. All right, but at the same time, you know, you did have the option at that point to do it yourself if you wanted, right? Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I know nothing about uh, scratches. Jim, what would he do? Could he question that in a month? 
Well, it's very difficult to question that amount, Dave. What he could have done, and, and to Bert's point, he pr- probably didn't have the time or the inclination. The, the manufacturers, like Bert said, they send out an inspection team prior to, like 30 days prior to the end of yeah, the lease, so yeah. they can determine if there's any excess wear and tear on the vehicle. And what happens is they give them an amount and they show them where the damages are. And the lessee, the customer, actually has an opportunity to go and correct that themselves. Right. That was the point I was making. Because, exactly. Because, you know, you may know some, you have a body shop that you've done work with before. Correct. Yeah. And periodically they can just buff something out. It doesn't necessarily have to paint the whole fender. Hey, Bert, would they, did they offer to capitalize that on the next lease? Um, you know, in other words, you're, you're leasing, if it, say for it was a Ford or something, and you went out and got it, I want another Ford. Sometimes I wonder how quickly that damages disappears. I, I wasn't buying a, a, the same brand, so no. Uh-huh. Oh, so so see that, that you could buy some insurance against that uh, kind of thing, and I wasn't aware of that. Yes. Yes, so. and, and in fact, that is a good question because we're actually negotiating with a with a with an insurance company today to actually sell excess wear and tear insurance on lease busters for, act, for lease takeovers that uh-huh. don't have them. Having said all that, there is a package that all new car leases should have, and you should opt for that particular package, and it is called wear care or damage protection. It's an insurance policy, and it ensures customers like Bird and others at the end of the lease that they don't get, and I'm going to use this word tongue-in-cheek, nickel and dime, because you know at the end of the lease, the, the last thing people want to do is get a bill for thirteen yeah. or $1,400. So get this coverage at the beginning of the lease, and typically you will be protected for that particular yeah. amount. Thanks, Bert. Thanks for the question. If you hear the music, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about an experience with a Volkswagen diesel, and we happen to have the owner right here in the building with us. So if you have a Volkswagen diesel and you want to know how to get money out of VW, uh, Jim has got the experience because he just got paid a whack. I am telling you, I'm so embarrassed to see this number. (laughs) I could do a wedding for this number. Anyway. They told me it was a clean machine. (laughs) This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Alrighty. Other than looking out the windows, we're doing a radio show. We're we're back in blue. (laughs) Uh, Volkswagen has a recall out for, obviously, the diesels that emitted too much uh, emissions during their testing. They had this device, which is called the feet device, built into the computer. And apparently it kicks in when the steering wheel is not turning and the car is sitting on a rack. Or the front wheels are turning alone and it's sitting on the rack. Is that how they figured out there, yeah. that there was somebody yeah. was uh, cheating not, out there? Exactly. The wheel wasn't turning. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, there was a little article about uh, Porsche being one of the people also on the hook. So everything well, in the Volkswagen... Uh, right, because it's a big family of cars. Yeah, they probably all use the technology. So Jim happens to own a Volkswagen Jetta sedan, 2009, a 2.0 diesel, or TDI comfort line, six-speed manual, and you got money from Volkswagen. Explain how you did this. Okay, so first thing you had to do is you go to the website, which I just gave you, which yes. is? Uh, Volkswagen Canada Settlement.ca. Correct. So what you do is you go to that website and you register yourself, and then they're going to want they're they're going to want to know a series of information. One being the vehicle, the VIN number, the kilometers, has it ever been in an accident, a flood, so on and so forth. Once you've given them all that information, they calculate what the buyout is. Plus, they give you an option because 
there you can either keep the vehicle or you can give it back. Mm. We elected to give it back because we have a we have an in-house leasing company called Lease Club, and the vehicle belonged to Lease Club. And since it was sustaining some emission challenges and performance challenges, we decided, you know what, 2009, let's give it back. But if it was newer, and a lot of people that I know that have these uh, affected vehicles, they're actually keeping the vehicles. So in our particular case, the formula was quite simple. They gave us, I believe it was Black Book clean value, yes. which in this particular case was $8,150. Good money. and Which is big money for the car. But again, yeah. a diesel does hold its value and so on and so forth. And then they gave us an additional $5,100 in damages. Yeah. And that damages simply goes on top of the value of the car. And the, the amount was $13,350. They gave us HST, so taxes, sales taxes, on the eighty-one fifty, and and a total check amount of about fourteen thousand and three hundred dollars. Amazing, and that's for a car with a hundred and seventy-six, one hundred seventy-nine thousand kilometers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so VW has really come to the party in terms of that. They they understand that they made a mistake and they're paying for they're paying people back, but as a result, they have loyalty galore. When I dropped it off at the dealership. Uh, there was lots of people in the showroom. They're selling lots of cars. They actually um, they had a stop sale on a 2015 diesel yes. product prior to when when this particular problem was discovered. They all those vehicles had been repaired and they began the sale process. They sold out of those vehicles within less than a week. Amazing. Now they do say that the car with the new uh, program in it is a little bit less fuel mileage than it did before. It is. Yeah. Well, it's it's the fuel mileage, I think, is about the same, but they're losing performance. It was yes. the cars that, that were affected. Their performance was really strong, but their economy wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. Because, and that's how they were uh, horsing around with the, uh, with the, with the yeah. particular emissions. Well, have they bothered coming out with a new, you know, revamped car altogether, or they're not going to bother? They, the, the, the reports that I've read have suggested that Volkswagen wants to focus on their EV, electric vehicle right, technology, right. Mm-hmm. and as opposed to the diesel technology. However, that being said, diesel is still so popular mm-hmm. amongst so many people. And especially if you, if you do, the, do the math with certain cars, um, it's cheaper to buy a diesel Volkswagen, for example, and get great fuel economy than pay lots of money for today's electric vehicles. That's right, even if you do get money back from the government. $14,000 on most vehicles. You can buy, I think we've mentioned this before, you can buy a $35,000 Ford Focus Electric, which is a complete electric legitimate vehicle. Yeah. $35,000 minus fourteen. dollars what's $21,000? That's pretty yeah, good. That That's is great, pretty cheap. And right? guess what? They're sold out. You can't get one. Now, the <laughs> reality is, here's the real question is, have we reached a limit of how clean you can get a diesel to be? I mean, the reality is this technology is 150 years or 200 years old, and we're asking so much of it. It has to be clean. It has to give good mileage. It has to give reasonable performance. Yeah, but other companies have been able to do that, Dave. Who knows? Only Mercedes hasn't been on the hook yet. GM's been touted. Everybody's, they've been looking at everybody that makes diesel. And Mercedes, the rumor was there might be something, but... Well, so they haven't... Mercedes hasn't brought in a 2017 diesel product at all. Yeah, and right, they're not yeah. bringing it in. Yeah, right? And they use that blue fluid, which is urea. Well, they all do. They all use it. They all use it now. So, yep. the, so the reality is maybe we've reached the fact that diesels just don't happen anymore, and maybe electrical is the way to go if you want to... If you well, that's where it seems to be where the government's trying to push everybody to go electric. Yeah. yeah. But have you seen the prices on your electric bill? 
Yeah. Yeah, I just can't figure that one out yet. And 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 if and if you go to a charging station, how do who pays for that? Hey. I had to buy a little battery for my wife's key fob. It was three bucks. Imagine all those batteries in that car. <laughs> I'm sure it's all the battery cost of development. Well, and the carbon footprint is yeah. is so counterintuitive because guess where all the batteries come from? That's right. China. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so they gotta they gotta ship I, them here and wait a minute. And you think Ronald Donald Trump is crazy. <laughs> the whole world is crazy. Crazy as a fox. <laughs> Speaking of shifting oh, gears. Our audience is back. Oh. <laughs> we have to take a break, Dave. Yes, yeah, so we're coming back. Trevor Hutchinson is gonna tell us about Wash for a Wish, and then we're gonna take some of your phone calls. So this is Dave's Corner Garage. Yeah. We'll be right back. I don't know where we were, but we're here now. We're talking about car washes. We're talking about car washes. Actually, I haven't washed my car all year. <laughs> been waiting for this? No, it's been raining every day, so why bother? I thought you were so <laughs> excited about the make a wash for a wish deal that you're going to let it get dirty. Even the, every car I've owned, I've got four cars in the driveway, not one has been washed. Trevor's on the phone because he's going to wash it for me. Morning, Trevor. Good morning, David. How you doing? I've been waiting since January for this just to get my car washed. I am ready. I will wash your car for you personally. Topless? Uh, no, no. I, I, I'll leave that to Steve. <laughs> He's got that speedo with the crown emblazoned on the back. Oh, it's, sure. Give it all it's away. Hot. It's hot. Uh, Thank wash Trevor for a wish. For that shot, by the way. That's great. Thank you. Uh, Trevor, you wash for a wish. Uh, how many seasons have we been doing this? So now we're we're going into year number six. In the Amazing, crown. Wash huh? Wash for a wish. Yeah. Amazing. So, go ahead. Describe what we're really doing. Really good. So what we're doing is next next Saturday at all our Crown locations, we're going to be putting on a charity car wash with all the proceeds going to the Children's Wish Foundation. And so this will be, we're trying to work on setting our world record of getting uh, just over 8,000 vehicles washed in a single day. Wow. And hopefully we're going to raise over $100,000. Uh, so the, the weather looks good, and uh, we're looking for a, a tremendous uh, support from our partners, uh, such as your listeners and and our trade partners, next weekend. If it's eight thousand cars, is that a Guinness Book uh, record? It is. It would be. Yeah, mm. we're actually competing with a uh, chain down out of Australia that actually set the record. You're kidding. Yeah, but that's Australian. So, Their dollars worth less. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And I mean, you know, I mean, that's. That that would be a nice, you know, kind of ribbon on it, but it's really about trying to raise as much money as we can for the Children's Wish Foundation. And uh, as we've talked about before, one of the, the real neat things about this organization is that uh, where we raise the money, uh, it stays in the area. So if, if we're working on it up in Ottawa, any money we raise up there will go directly to help a family out in the Ottawa or Ottawa Valley area. And so that's one of the things we really like about this charity. Now, if you go to the internet and you google wash for a wish actually your site comes up on top you click on the thing and there is a, a picture of freeman and a family and he's handing them a check what's the That's story of that family i mean they they were uh, recipients of money from wash for a wish that's right. So they, this, the, the pictures of the Anderchuk family and a, a young boy uh, named Mason. And so Mason is actually a triplet. Him and his two sisters oh. were all born 11 weeks premature. And at one year of age, uh, Mason uh, was diagnosed with cerebral palsy. Wow. And so just a tremendous young man. But, I mean, he, he's incredible. His parents are amazing. And so they we got to know about their story. And so 
they had been through all sorts. I mean, the, the the amount of time that they spent in hospitals was was just heartbreaking. Uh, but what a, an amazing attitude they have. And Mason's wish was, like most young kids, he wanted to go to Disneyland and see Mickey Mouse. And so because of all the work that went on last year, that was the, the family that really benefited from uh, all of the, the Crown Dealers' efforts to raise money for the Children's Wish Foundation up in that region. I love it. Um, where can we get more information about this? So you can go to our website at uh, crown.com, and you'll, when you click on our dealer list, you'll see a list of all the participating dealers for the wash. There's also an area that you can make a donation if you're not able to get into a Crown Center right. uh, to be able to contribute to this worthwhile charity. And when you come out next weekend, uh, you know, we've had some people that came in and didn't need their cars washed but wanted to give a donation. Uh, so please feel free. If you don't have a car, come on in on a bike. <laughs> we'll take anything. And if you have nobody, not, not a car, not a bike or anything, will they wash for you? you? <laughs> we'll just hose you down and clean you up. you show up in the right outfit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's right. Steve and Alan are going to help me out with it, so sure, we'll do it. <laughs> All righty. Thanks very much, Trev. We're going to see you next week. Uh, we'll have some fun. I think we'll do some broadcasting from there and, and uh, get everybody excited about this. Thanks. We really appreciate the support. Thank and you. Have a great weekend, everybody. Okay. Thanks. You too. Take I care. i got to tell you, Crown is a great company, Canadian company, been around for a long time. Uh, it's just a pleasure to work with him. We come back. We're going to take your phone calls. We have a question from Alan for Alan. Alan for uh, Alan. Gasoline, Roadrunner, Checklight, and some other stuff. And Brian for Dave. So there we go. We'll be right back after a quick break for some important messages. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage, and we're going to go right to the phones, and we're going to be talking with Alan. I apologize for you holding on so long, my friend. And uh, let's talk about your gasoline question. Hi, how are you? Good to talk to you. Thank you so much. Um, I have two vehicles, a uh, 2002 Sienna and a 1993 Honda Civic. And in the Sienna manual, it says if you run premium fuel, you have better performance. But it is um, more or less rated, I think, for regular. But uh, in mm-hmm. the Honda, I found that if I run premium fuel in it, it runs, let's say, better than, than the regular gasoline. Yep, it's true. Is is that true? I've mm-hmm. read and heard so many different things. I thought the best thing to do is to talk to somebody that might know a little bit more than. We mean, might know. Might know, yeah. but I, but I, I think at the end of the day, Alan, you've proved it yourself. I mean, you know, if you feel you're getting better performance on super gas on your Honda, well, go ahead and use it. Um, I mean, had you asked me if you needed it, I probably would have said no. But but you know, you're getting results that you wished for, so no problem with that. The, the reason for that is is that every engine nowadays has what's called a knock sensor, okay? A a knock is the gasoline exploding before the piston hits top dead center. So so it bucks, you know, you get this little ping. And by putting in super gas, the knock sensor doesn't hear anything and allows the timing to advance more. So you get full advance on all the timing and you get full enrichment on all the fuels because it's never heard this knock yet. Okay. Okay, and that's why it works. Alan used to have that Nissan, remember? I did. That was a long time ago, and um, and it 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 called for super. And if you didn't use it, boy, it reminded you pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, and and I have a, an old Ferrari, a '95 Ferrari. If I put super in, I get almost 500 horsepower. And you can't drive 500 horsepower car in, in the city. But if I put regular in, I'm I'm down to like 420 horsepower, and yeah. and it's a lot easier to drive. It's a lot more uh, benign. 
So so, so I, tell me, so you put regular gas in your Ferrari? Yeah, all the time. Really? Yeah, I own the gas station. Not the same. So so not the super. <laughs> you ever gone out for lunch with him? <laughs> <laughs> but when we go to Cayuga one day, I'm putting super in all the way. <laughs> all right, Al, thanks for calling in with that. Thank you. But it's an interesting question. It really is, yeah. Yeah. By, by the way, if you have an old Ferrari, never go further than CAA will tow you home. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the rules. It's on the dash. <laughs> so make sure you buy the, the deluxe package that gives you the 250 kilometers. 250. Well, Cuyuga's only 90 miles. Uh, all right. <laughs> We're going to go to Scarborough next and speak to Brian. He's got a question. What can we do for you, Brian? Hi, uh, Dave. I've got a 2011 Forerunner. Mm-hmm. And uh, the check engine light has been coming on and off with... Uh, Skid control sign. Right. And I was wondering, uh, now it does go off by itself, and does it mean all wheels are engaged, or does it? Oh. No, no, it means when you see the price of the fixing your engine, you're going to end up with skid marks in your underwear. <laughs> I guess uh, actually, just kidding. Bah! No, uh, what, what that means is that the computer is set up so that if it thinks there's an engine problem, it's not allowing your, your traction control to come on. Okay. They, they work in conjunction with each other. Believe it or not, they may have nothing to do with each other specifically in terms of the problem. Right. But they're saying, no, we're going to disable that system. Okay. I took it in a Toyota. Yep. But it, the light wasn't on at the time. And they said, you, they put it on the scope and they said, you're going to have to bring it back when the light's on. Right. And if, there's, if it didn't keep it in the history, then it's impossible for them to tell you what it is. Oh, I see. Already? Okay. There you go. Yeah, and there's two types of lights. There, if, if the light is flashing, that means it's not a hard code. If the light is on all the time, that's a hard code, and that's usually recorded in the memory of the computer. So if your light was flashing, it's not a hard code. It just happens to be something oh, out of range. stays on, but then occasionally it'll go out. Right, and if it's out, there's nothing to really worry about. You see, the vehicle only does certain tests at certain uh, drive, tra- drive uh, what do you call it? drive cycles. Uh-huh. And what that means is that, for, for example, yeah. well, p- basically, if you see, if you're not on the highway, for example, maintaining a, a certain speed, uh, your EGR system pr- may not go through a test. And so you could drive it in town and, and uh, it wouldn't make any difference. How old is this car? He's gone. Oh, okay. If it's really old The car, light went out, he left. It was, it was a 2011, though, by the oh, way. 2011, okay. Yeah. Because, for instance, that guy with the 93 Honda Civic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pulled the, the battery that cable. That likes premium, gra- <laughs> premium gas. <laughs> pulled the battery cable and you reset everything, right? Just reboot the computer. Right. All righty. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking at length with uh, the folks at Exotic, the Yorkville Exotic Car Show. Gotta yeah. Get that right. It's to raise money for prostate cancer. Yes. Got I was thinking of pumpkins. Oh, I thought you were thinking of plastic no, gloves. No, you know, if you buy a pumpkin, it starts with P, you put some money in for prostate cancer. You know, like, Mo- remember November, we had to grow beards? Yeah, what'd that have to do still with Still do. That? You still do? Yeah. All right, so I'm just thinking, you know, buy a pumpkin, put money in for prostate cancer. It all makes sense to me. After this break, I'll be putting on the gloves. <laughs> we'll be right back. Phil Down is joining us on the show. He is the uh, director, I guess, or the guy who put it all together. For seven years, am I right, Phil? You're absolutely right. This is number seven. Number seven. The Yorkville Exotic Car Show was really on Yorkville Avenue for a while and then moved over to Bloor. Well, we did it the very first year, Dave, and uh, you and Alan were with us, and you featured us on your show that year. Actually, if you go to YouTube, it's on there. Pardon me? It's still on YouTube. I looked at it the other day. How fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But we moved the second year. It got so big and popular, we moved it out onto the brand-new Bloor Street. 
granite sidewalks, granite flower boxes, and of course, it's the Mink Mile area. So it's just a fantastic venue for the show. It's gorgeous. It's like California Rodeo Drive, uh, one of those you know shows. Now, now they talk about the red carpet. You guys literally roll out the red carpet. Yep. Alan, for anyone who hasn't been there before, it's spectacular. Mm-hmm. We roll out a red carpet all the way from Bay Street to Avenue Road, right down the middle of Bloor Street, and we bring all these fantastic cars out on both sides of the street. It's just incredible. And they've got gorgeous restaurants and stores and stuff, so you can mm-hmm. spend the whole afternoon there. Right, and then you got some special guests. Uh, Jim Kenzie of Palavars is going to be on the show. Yep. A- absolutely. Jim's coming. He's bringing his Juke Nismo RS, mm-hmm. the car that he... Uh, Ran in the Targa Newfoundland, three-time champion. You should ask him to bring the mini that he rolled over once on the Targa <laughs> Florio. <laughs> what about the Hornet? Does he still Daniel have the Hornet? Morad, Canadian <laughs> race car driver. Yeah. He's now competing in the, in the Rolex 24, well, champion, actually, in the mm-hmm. Rolex 24, champion Porsche North America Cup, champion yeah. Porsche GT3 Cup Challenge. I would like to see. And commentator. I would like to see him with his AMC Hornet. <laughs> so you <laughs> have raised Hornet, absolutely. I got to tell you this number: we have raised over two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars for Prostate Country. Isn't that amazing? Prostate Canada from that tiny little show seven mm-hmm. years ago. And, and you don't actually charge admission to the general public, right? It's absolutely free for everyone, mm-hmm. and it's because of the the support of the Bloor Yorkville BIA that allows us to do that. It's uh, their support and the support of our corporate sponsors that allow us to provide everybody the free show, and we pull in approximately 100,000 people every year. It's amazing. And you know, you know the beauty of it is you take your wife, it's Father's Day, so you take your wife down, you take the kids down, they wander around. Mm-hmm. And there's no rush to go anywhere. They even had, what, nude painting? I think it was they had the people who were naked and they painted them, looked like they had clothes on and stuff. And... <laughs> we have lots of different things going on. And this year, everybody can get more and more involved. We've got the 50-50 draw. Last year's winner took back $5,000. Wow. There's the 50-50 draw. There's the spin-to-win wheel. A lot of our retailers around the Bloor Yorkville BIA are donating gift cards and swag and all kinds of different things. And you spin the, you, you make a small donation, you spin the wheel, you win a prize. So lots of things for people to do down there. Now, we, to be on a serious, prostate cancer is the most common cancer to affect Canadian men. 24% of our population has cancer. Dave, the amazing statistic is that if you live, if a man lives to be 100, there's a 100% guarantee he will get prostate cancer. Oh. I'm checking out at 95. Men, it's incredible. I thought it was from riding bicycles. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and look at it this way. In the last seven years, the visibility we've brought to this cause, to prostate cancer, just the visibility and people going out, getting their PSA checked, you know, we've probably saved hundreds and hundreds of lives in the last seven years. Good for and you, yeah. we, we owe a lot of that to you and Alan. Every single year. I'm running out of creative ways to say thank you to you guys. Huh. You've supported us every year. We really, really appreciate well, it. It's a, you know what? It's, it's important, and uh, we're happy to be involved. 110 cars and 10 corrals. This year, we've got, we're, we're always changing it up, as you know. Yeah. So this year, we've got the European corral, and we're adding the Japanese corral, in addition to the usual, the Porsche, the Lamborghini, the Ferrari corrals, etc. You're a Porsche guy. I saw the pictures of you running down the Ocean Drive there in California. 
I yes, I'm a Porsche guy. I'm a high performance driving instructor with the Porsche Club. Very proud of that. Yeah. And yeah, and just like you like to get out to Cayuga, we like to get out to Canadian Tire Motorsports Park and run. I love it. So give us some details how to get in touch with Yorkville. Well, YorkvilleExotics.com is our website. But follow us on all social media. We have an incredible program. Hashtag YECS2017. YECS for Yorkville Exotic Car Show 2017. So follow us. It's just going to be an incredible show this year. It just gets bigger and bigger every year. Great. We'll have you on again next week to remind everybody. And uh, you take care. Till then. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Okay. Have a great show. Enjoy your driving this weekend. Thanks, Thank you. Phil. You too. Take care. All right. Uh, actually, the, our audience goes golfing, so driving could be a, used for that. <laughs> so Yorkville Exotic Car Show, go on the Internet. You can look it up. And uh, I was really impressed. When every time I go down, there's like really nice, nice cars on there. You know, just like your car, early detection for cancer will, you know, make sure that you are, you have a much better chance of getting it cured early. True. Okay, we've got a quick phone call for uh, Jim here. Is a Volkswagen lease question. Go ahead, my friend. I'm a former TDI lessee. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I legible for any type of compensation? Hmm. 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 When did you own the car? I owned the car prior to 2014. I don't think so. Or maybe I shouldn't answer that. Yours was a 2015, right? No, mine was a mine was a 2009. In fact, that's a great question yeah. because great questions always follow. You know, are usually followed by a great answer, and I don't have a great answer for that because if you think about it, the the fact that he was leasing an affected TDI Volkswagen yeah. prior to or during the you know when it was discovered, would he be entitled to any type of damages? Well. I think the short answer to that would be no, and I'm, I'm going to say that without prejudice, because in the end, he leased the vehicle, he paid for the vehicle, he used the vehicle, and at the end of the lease, let's say he returned the vehicle, and he did not affect, he was not affected by it because he did not have it today. Did you own, what did you do with the vehicle when you, when you, when you tired it? The dealer. You, re, you sent it back to the dealer? Yes. So, you know, in reality... I would say, if anything, you'd be be eligible for the damages, I would think. No, because he doesn't have it today. So the damages are basically part of the fact that you still own the vehicle today. You were still affected by it. Like, Like, for example, the 2009 that I was referring to, it had it had problems, and it could have cost us a lot of money. Unfortunately, our mechanical facility had a contact at a Volkswagen dealership, and blah blah blah. But they got it to run. But other people weren't quite as fortunate. You so. know what? I would contact Volkswagen directly. What do you got to lose? Right? Yeah. You, the website was um, I haven't got it here. Volkswagen. It's a vwcanadasettlement.ca. Mark that down. VW. CanadaSettlement.ca. Contact them and ask the question. Exactly. Check it out. Maybe get good something question. back. Yeah. yeah. Very good question. Really great question. Okay. Uh, we're going to take a quick uh, sojourn. We'll be back in a few seconds. And we're going to talk to Jim about some other important questions. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're back with uh, Mr. Jim Matthews of Lease Busters. Thanks for coming down, Jim. Hey, thanks for having me. Vehicle of the month, says the note. What, what does that, that mean? Well, typically what we like to do at, at Lease Busters every once in a while is select a vehicle that we feel is priced right, is popular, and, uh, you know, is taken over quickly or or at least new quickly. Oh, yeah, okay. 
Because in the end, Lease Busters promotes not only lease takeovers, which is our bread and butter, but we also promote new vehicle leases. And the reason being is the more people that lease vehicles suggests that there's more potential inventory for us in the future because you can't we can't have any inventory if people don't lease new cars. Great. So typically, uh, in the end, what we have is a vehicle of the month that we like to do, and this month it's the Nissan Rogue. Mm-hmm. So the Nissan Rogue is a is a hell of a nice. Little, I think it's their number one selling vehicle. If it's not, it's it's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's certainly their number one uh, crossover mm-hmm. or sport utility. Um, the vehicle now has has been reskinned, redesigned. And it looks really, really good. It's a nice-looking vehicle, uh, very popular. And a friend of mine actually leased a brand-new one, Mm -hmm. and she leased this car for – and it was an all-wheel drive. I don't know – I can't remember exactly what model style it was, but I know it was an all-wheel drive, four-cylinder. And she leased this vehicle for $300, including tax. Wow. And she didn't have to put a huge down payment on it. It was for 48 months, so it wasn't extensive. It could have been a lower kilometer lease. I'm not sure, but – that is a heck of a deal, and, yeah. we, and we see these on our site. So when people consider its competitors, which are typically the CRVs. the Honda CRV is a big competitor, you won't find one of those for three hundred dollars. Toyota Rav Four, Rav Four, you will not find that. So the, the Kia or something. The, no, the Kia would be the Sportage, yeah, Sportage and the yeah. Hyundai would be the Tucson. Yeah, uh, you won't see these vehicles priced that way. So Nissan is really going out of their way to promote these vehicles, to get lots of them on the road, get people driving them, and it works really well for us at Leasebusters, too. How do you set up a lease for a car like a Genesis, which has no history, mm-hmm. like it just came out? Typically how they do that is, is and the Genesis has been out for a, for a while, though. Yeah, but car. as its own brand. It, as its own brand, it's it, they're just separating it like like uh, Honda did with Acura okay. and Infiniti and Nissan and so forth. But it's a, it's a great idea by Hyundai to do that. But how they set up the the leases and the residuals, which is the key component, is every vehicle has a competitive class. So if if the Genesis would be in the, let's say the sedan would be in the same class as a 5 Series BMW or an E-Class Mercedes or or an A6. So they try to put the, the residual amount and percentage in line with those particular cars and if if not even a little higher or or lower the price of it, so they can be very competitive with those cars. So they, so they fit yeah. in. But yeah. they, you know, we should explain that manufacturers have made mistakes. Remember red carpet lease from Ford; they lost a fortune. Well, they did because they were they were putting out. 24-month leases. They were the first manufacturer that did that, and they really didn't know what their cars were going to be worth in two years because there wasn't that many two-year-old Fords or two-year-old anything in the market, and they really, they didn't know. And as a result, they haven't come back. But back to Hyundai, they had a two-year program, two-year lease program on many of their vehicles, and they couldn't keep them in stock. It was a great right. program. Just, it just finished with the Elantra. Exactly, yeah, yes. two-year program. And All right, so let, let's, uh, for an example here, you know, I thought I was going to love this car, and I took it out for a lease. I had it maybe a year, and I said, you know what? I'm kind of like, tired of it. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, that's well, where Lease Busters Okay, there's over. the Lease Busters. Well, fine. Okay. <laughs> there's the Lease Busters pitch. Well, basically, what, and, and that happens a lot. Uh, people will lease a new car and not really take it for a long enough test drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, I had... Or it a, doesn't fit, like you it, were talking about. It doesn't fit. I had a vehicle. I don't want to say what it is, but I, it just didn't fit my particular body style. And so all they have to do is go to leasebusters.com. And the process is really, really simple. They, they give us our contact information. They give us a little bit of 
information about their vehicle and their lease. Not a great deal. It takes less than a minute, if you can type quickly, to fill out our form. Then you get a telephone call from one of our lease takeover or what we call leasing specialists. They will collect the balance of the information off you and do what we consider or call a market value or market position assessment of your lease and your vehicle. Because you can have a really popular vehicle, but kind of a crappy lease and vice versa. We give you the complete details. We tell you all the pros and all the cons of your lease and and your vehicle. If the pros outweigh the cons, and there's typically six variables that we, we assess, if the pros outweigh the con, we ask you to retain us, and what we do is we find someone to take over that lease. We've got a marketplace at leasebusters.com that has in excess of 100,000 unique visitors every month, and they're all looking to either take over a lease or lease a new car. Here's a real weird question. Mm-hmm. How old would a car be before you wouldn't take it on? Well, most of our lease takeovers are three years or newer because, again, we're talking about new car leases. We do have the odd client that has leased a vehicle that's a used car. Yeah, or classic or something. Yeah. With those particular, it's a good question because those are typically leased by independent leasing companies. Ah, okay. And independent leasing companies have to follow the rules of the bank bank, because banks typically fund these leasing companies and they don't allow their leases to be assumed. They have to rewrite the leases. So you're really not getting what we refer to as a lease transfer or uh-huh. a lease takeover. Well, but, we, but we still can help those people. Or the opportunity to get a client. That's <laughs> correct. Well, as Jimmy's dis- discussed before, I mean, once you get approved and you take over that lease, you are now responsible for that car. Yes. So the one thing he has mentioned before, and it's important, especially you're buying a car with 70, 80 Ks, it could be that there's some wear and tear issues. So by all means, you take it to your own mechanic, you get the car checked out because at the end of that lease, which may only be six months later, you may have to cough up some money. That, what Alan just said, is part of our process checklist. It is vital that you get that vehicle inspected because it could, there's a lot, there's lots of things that you can't see that you, which are maintenance items that you are responsible for. So get it inspected before you sign the deal. Yeah. If you get a history with your car, that is even better. Like, I, you know, history, I've changed the oil, done all this thing. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah. And, and, and and a lot of leasing customers do keep that information yes, yes. because they take it back to the dealer because the, the dealerships today incentivize people to bring their car back to, to do the okay. maintenance. Leasebusters address? Leasebusters.com. Easy. Yeah. Easy. And you know what? When you get on there, you just can browse. There's so many cars to look at. Just, yeah, and uh, we just launched a new homepage with some new images and a new logo. It's kind of, it's actually not kind of, it's really slick. Alan, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you to the audience, uh, Steve. And Sebastian, as usual, impeccable workmanship on the board. <laughs> Keep Dry the shiny set anyway. yeah. yeah. Keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down. Say goodbye, Al. And we'll be back next week. This has been another edition of Dave's Corner Garage. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.